The South Congress podcast is a lifestyle show that sometimes crosses over into mature territory. The views expressed are those of the hosts and guests who come from different backgrounds and experiences. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> this is South Congress podcast, episode 99. My name is Cameron. Then I'm Peanut. First things first. Let, let's talk about it. Um, we yep. are what one episode away from episode 100 um let's talk about exactly what that means okay yeah south congress episode 100 is going to be live from the texas toy museum downtown austin texas saturday february 22nd 8 p.m to midnight um a lot of people came out to episode 93 for my birthday uh, my first live show video games drinks board games card games toy displays all kinds of cool stuff is there um so we look to have that and more um already got some cool things planned for episode 100 so look forward to you guys coming out um we'll have all the details written on everything so whatever you have a question on um if you need additional information please let us know i thought you were going to say something no, no, oh, okay. no. I mean, you pretty much hit the nail on the head, so. Yeah. Um, to give them a feel, since it's really the last time they're going to hear from us between now and then, can, can you describe that night? Can you talk about your experience um, at the Texas Toy Museum for our live show? Um, It was pretty cool. You know, it was just a bunch of random people that I've seen in a long time there. It's like, oh, yeah. hey, what's up? And some people that didn't care to see and then there's some people that never knew just met for the first time so it's kind of like a variety of everything but overall i mean it was pretty cool yeah so this should be um a little bit different in that now we've done it so now we kind of know what works what doesn't work i'm not gonna have a bell good no cowbell I can have a bell this time, so I'm not going to give you like a, a super hard time. We'll go a bit easier on you. This is more our thing than it was my thing like last time, so I'll be cool. Yeah, that's right, right goddammit. Um, so, how was your week, sir? Uh, it was all right. Uh, just same old shit. Um, froze my balls off the other day when we had that winter blast. but And then it was 70 the next day. Yeah, which is probably like my allergies all out of whack mm-hmm. again because I'm like this bullshit. What about you? Um, And we'll talk about our um our sunday in a minute but it was cool um catching up on work got to do a really cool interview with my man aj gray um independent wrestler who's going to be uh in san antonio for the u4ia euphoria professional wrestling show that's a sunday night in san antonio you can find all the details on that show um if you have the south congress podcast feed anywhere um you can listen to that interview and then the details for the show are there but that was really fun man it's just a you know young 25 year old guy self-taught just like yourself a self-taught wrestler um yeah and we just have so many of the same sensibilities. So watching him kind of do his thing and come up in the game has been really fun. So look forward to hanging out with him. Um, might have to drag him to a brunch Sunday morning. He's <laughs> like, "What is this? He just wanna, he just wanna drink. Uh, what did he say? He drank? I don't know, vodka, pineapple, and smoke black and miles. So yeah, I just love black and miles. Yeah. Like hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a good dude, but that was fun. Um, so talking about Sunday, talking about the Super Bowl. Uh, we yep. were together for that. Mm-hmm. A lot of good food. Had the wings. Had the queso. Um, way too much liquor. You know how we do. 
damn near hurt your feelings fucking with you though that was pretty funny oh yeah yeah um, i was like these wings i was like my gordon ramsey they're a little blonde yeah I was, and, you're I was, like, and you you like perked up like huh like listen man i'm not sensitive <laughs> about a lot of things but my wings are one of them so when i was like you like the wings aren't great i was like come on what are you talking about it's like blonde no seasoning <laughs> somebody with mayo skin definitely made these wings <laughs> But nah, man, it was definitely um, a good time uh, hanging out, watching the game. Uh, let's talk about the game, though. Yeah. We got on here last week. We both picked the Chiefs. The reason we picked the Chiefs was, look, on one, side, on one side, you got a great defense. Another side, you got a great quarterback. If you got to choose one, typically, um, you know, I, I go with the great quarterback. I think in this instance, you agreed. And the big thing was, I think that they can get into one-on-one matchups and beat uh, a defense that's so zone heavy. Lo and behold, that's exactly what the fuck happened. Um, oh, yeah, they exposed it. Yeah, man, Pat Mahomes went off. Um, and really, crazy thing was, if you go through what? Through three quarters, it was what? 20 to 10 San Francisco. Yeah. Pat Mahomes said, fuck it, put up 21 in the fourth. <laughs> It just went off. Yeah. And looking at the, uh, you know, numbers kind of off the rip. um, Start with the Chiefs. So, Pat Mahomes, 26 for 42, uh, for 286, two touchdowns, did throw two picks. Um, On the rushing side, you know, Damian Williams, um, a kid who, you know, was kind of a free agent just out there, gets picked up mostly because of the Kareem Hunt situation. 17 carries, 104 for a touchdown. Um, you know, pretty damn good. Looked great, man. Yeah. Um, and then you know he even had four receptions for thirty yards and a touchdown. So hell of a game. Uh, you know Kelsey had a touchdown catch. Um, you know Tyreek Hill didn't have a touchdown, but he had nine catches for one hundred five. So yeah. yeah, that's still pretty damn good too. Did his thing. Sammy Watkins came through on the clutch throughs as well. Five catches, ninety eight yards. So yeah, they were out there working, man. Like between oh, yeah. those two, they had two hundred at two hundred. 80 290 yards right yeah uh, let's flip it around man like i i don't i'm not bagging on the guy because it's never what we want to do but you know what we said jimmy garoppolo had only thrown like 27 balls in the playoffs right going into the game yep and it was like yo they have this offense where they can spread the ball around they can run everywhere on everybody but they don't count on him to make big throws. Like, it's not what the game is. So can they win with him needing to make throws? The answer is no. Uh, 20 for 31, 219, but one touchdown, two picks. Not enough. Um, nope. You know, not making the big throws you got to make to win these games, man. Their leading receiver had 42 yards. Uh-oh. Like, and he spread it around. You know, he had five guys with 30 or more yards, but... That's it. And then on the flip side, you know, Richard Sherman, my man, um, who had a great playoff run, a great season. What's going to be the lasting sight from the Super Bowl? Him getting burned on that catch. Yeah. That's going to be like the last thing of the season. So it's not going to keep him out the Hall of Fame, but it's just like, damn, you hate to see it. You know, like second time in three Super Bowls that you've either had him you know, do that or, you know, the last Super Bowl, him having that reaction to the interception is just that's always going to burn in my memory. So, I mean, he got one great guy, um, super important as far as relevancy to the history of the league. But, yeah, that's going to be there for a while. So. Del Revis is somewhere smiling. Oh, yeah. And he, did, he didn't burn him. He was just like, hey, you know, it is what it is. Yep. 
Um, so do you see San Francisco back next year? I'm going to say right now, I'll say no. I think that having a defense that good, it's hard to keep up. Um, teams knowing that they can probably put your quarterback in a position to where he has to make throws. Um, I don't think that bodes super well for you. They don't really have a true number one receiver. You know, that and a lot of their players are about to get paid somewhere else. Exactly, exactly. And they're um, about to go back into a 4-12 mediocrity. Yeah, and and again, they play in a division with the Seahawks. They play in a division with the Rams. They play in a division with an up-and-coming Arizona team. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm just, hey, rookie of the year, has another year under his belt. Who, who else was out there? But just, like, but just like you said, though. Those guys are going to go get paid. Yeah. There are guys who want to go play with Kyler Murray. You know what I mean? They they do. He put up like 3,000 passing yards as a rookie. They want to go play with that guy. I mean, you still have Larry, so. Well, sure. But, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. as these things change, like, that's three good offenses. Even though I, I agree the team is ass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that, Arizona's that's not That's an understatement, ass. but yeah. But you keep drafting high. You get some free agents there. Like that that division, to me, that's been the best division in football for a while just because of how good everybody is over there. Like you could say the NFC East is good, but that's because everybody sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so that's been a, that's been a good division. So we'll see. Um, do you see the Chiefs back next year? Possibly, yeah. If they keep uh, – yeah, I would say yeah because, you know, Mahomes, he'll be back. I don't really see anybody leaving, like, you know, really trying to just kind of – at least from that club – they're not in a position to do that yet. Yeah. Like Tyreek just got paid. So you got those two guys. Yeah. Um, and they're going to pay Pat Mahomes. You know, he's going into year four. They ain't going to pay him all the money in the world. Man, Kelsey, I think Kelsey's he's probably going to be a Hall of Famer, but he's not playing for the next contract. You know what I mean? Like, he's been paid. So I feel like he finishes up there. Yeah. Um, and sure. then, yeah, you. I mean, Damian Williams is good, but you did that with the free agent running back. Like, it's going to be – and teams rarely make it back. You know, the Patriots spoiled us by being back so often. But having a quarterback that good, like, it's hard to say that that's not sustainable, you know? Yeah, and I mean, they, they just have a solid all, all-around team where mm-hmm. everybody, they have every position filled where they're, they're all solid around. They're not relying so heavy, even though they have a great quarterback. They're not relying so heavy on one position on that team to where if that changes up, they all of a sudden fall off. Yeah, you know true. I mean? So, yeah, I think they'll be all right. Um, so, yeah, that was that was kind of what we experienced last week. Let's move forward a little bit. Okay. So while we were watching the Super Bowl from home, there were some people at the Super Bowl who, um, you know, were probably a bit closer to the action. Probably <laughs> had a bit of a different experience than we did. Oh, they um, sure did. All right. There were winners and there were losers. Um, so they were clearly the losers. A bunch of strippers went to Miami for stripper bowl for stripper bowl. With the hopes of cashing out. Yep. Okay. Um, so they went down there and said, hey, I don't know what I got going on right now, but I plan on getting paid. This is going to take care of all the stuff I need for the next couple of months. Like, this is it. Lo and behold, they made it out of their peanut alive. Um yep. At the Miami Dome, there were $1 million, supposedly, that hit the floor. I'm sure it's more than that. Okay. Eh, let's, let's just leave it at a million. Though. Yeah. 
They said those strippers walked out of there each with no more than one thousand dollars. Yeah. In some cases, more like four hundred. Yeah, it was crazy um, because the yeah. Well, for those of y'all not familiar with it, uh, with the backstory with that, they had to sign a contract. Yeah. So QC threw a Super Bowl party. Yeah. Um, with a bunch of strippers, QC the record label. Yeah. And on this contract, it's and this is where reading is fundamental, y'all. What the contract say? They yeah. had to pay for their own flight to get there, mm-hmm. pay so, for their own hotel. So let's okay. So as somebody who's looking at flights to Florida for WrestleMania, right? Yep. From where we are here, from San or from Austin, yep. To Tampa right now, you're probably looking at five hundred dollars. Shit. Mm-hmm. So Super Bowl is probably like. Five to seven or more, or about the same or more. Let's easily just say you're more. out from Houston, not even Austin. Find out from Houston going to Miami. Yeah, let's just say seven hundred dollars. Yep. All right. So you have that. You had to pay for your for your own hotel. Let's just say you're there for two nights hotel, six hundred dollars. Yep. That's where you're looking at what thirteen hundred. Mm-hmm. You were given up. You were given one k up front. Mm-hmm. So you're in the hole three hundred dollars. You're not allowed to pick up any cash on the ground. Not allowed. You can only pick up what's been paid to you directly. You're not allowed to pick up the cash on the ground as it would disrupt, I guess, the videos or the pictures. Yeah, which is like, okay. But when they show the aftermath and get everybody out, there was literally, you couldn't see floor. It was all cash. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it sucks. And they're showing videos of like all these strippers in the airport. With all their shit, nowhere to go. Even had some like kicked off the fucking beach. I don't, I don't know why they're kicked off the beach, yeah. but just in the airport with their luggage, trying to figure it out, waiting yep. on the cash app to come through. Yep, that is a cold fucking game. Oh, that sucks. Um, so I mean, we joked about it in the group chat. You were like, uh-huh. "Yo, these trippers need to go to college." I'm no, like, not college. Just they need to stay in school. Like you know, yeah. instead of like when they're in high school, like you know, middle school. Instead of uh, careful. Instead of uh, careful. I don't give a shit. Instead, There's a lot of strippers with high school diplomas. Yeah, but I'm saying, but it, it, instead of cutting uh, e- uh, English class and to go to give uh, somebody a two dollar blowjob in the bathroom, <sighs> should have stayed reading. I think that, <laughs> as I process what you said, yeah, I do think that there's something to be said for. Okay, here's a good way I can explain it. Um, for the last couple of years. Since the Instagram and the Twitter have have blown up a little bit, yeah, I've gotten uh, you know emails and messages from companies that are like, "Yo, we want you to be an ambassador for our brand." Like, All right, bet. So they start to give you the details of it, and it turns out they want you to buy a shirt before they send you anything. Like you buy a shirt, that process is now you have a promo code so other people can buy stuff, and then you get a percentage of that. That's how that works, right? Yeah. I haven't done one yet. I don't blame you either. I've done one. Because there's one who's like, yo, we're not going to make you pay for the thing we want you to advertise. We're going to give it to you. And then you advertise. I'm like, oh, like how the fuck it should work? Yeah, exactly. But but here's the thing, though. Yeah. We also, that's not my job. Social media is not my job. Podcasting isn't my job. Like, I have a real career. You know, this is something that we can do to supplement the things we do. Like, it's a cool side thing, but it's not my only thing. So, yeah, if, if you're... If you're a stripper and that's your only job, I think you're more inclined to take that risk of being like, fuck it, I got to do it. Because I know, I know how fucking bad I am. I know I can go out there and make some money. Come to find out, these niggas are cheap <laughs> and evil. And come to find out, you're not special. 
And you know what? A hard thing, to, a hard thing to realize. Yep. But yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, and and, and again, I, I was kind of looking at that. I was laughing my ass off. And I, the first thing I thought to myself was, I bet you, I bet you, uh, none of these women uh, were in the book it club in elementary. <laughs> they never got that personal pan pizza. They weren't reading no goddamn books. They were. They would read that motherfucking contract. <laughs> you gotta read a lot of books, baby. <laughs> Hey, you got no. You got to read them. You got to read them, and you got to go to your librarian. Yep. and they got to stamp them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like right. they weren't doing that shit, man. Right. Over there, oh my they were, god, they're already in the hole. Three hundred dollars. Yeah, man. Like you, they had in order to get back, they probably do a lot more of the stripping to get back. Wow, which well, sucks. Ladies, I hope you made it all home. I hope so too. But um, doesn't mean I can't laugh at your ass. Wow. In further man versus women news, hey, let's talk about Gail King. Oh, so. I wonder how many people know that Gail King is a journalist by trade. Like she's not just Oprah's friend. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't know if everybody knows that, but you remember Gail King was who was sitting across from R. Kelly during the interview. Oh, that's, that's right. Gail yeah. King. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. basically, um Gail was I think she was she talking to uh Gabrielle Lisa Union? Leslie. Lisa Leslie, I yeah. apologize. Yeah, Lisa she's Leslie. Talking to Lisa Leslie, and basically they're talking about you know, the legacy of Kobe Bryant. Um, you know, we'd be remiss. And, and granted, we didn't bring it up when we did the pod. Because, one, I feel like it's information people know. Two, I felt like when we recorded, I didn't have all the information I needed to be like, oh, this is what he was accused of and did. Um, and I found out more information after we did the show. Like, you know, um, he was accused. Yeah. The case was dropped. Um, there was a settlement, but then he released a statement saying, Hey, um, I didn't believe what happened with sexual assault. Um, clearly she felt different. Um, and he went on to explain like his interpretation and how she felt and genuine remorse for it, you know, and that's not me excusing or judging one way or another. I'm literally just stating what happened. Right. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, Gail King kind of brought this part of his life up, which is a very real thing. Like, you can't tell me that that's not why he um, changed from eight to 24. Like that, there's part of that about building a new a new brand, about building a new persona, about moving on from an experience like and again, not judging. But I just think that was these things happened, you know, with one another. Um, and she, and what she said specifically was, it's been said that his legacy is complicated because of the sexual assault charge, which was dismissed in 2003, 2004. Is it complicated for you as a woman, a WNBA player? This is Gail King talking to Lisa Leslie, right? Yeah. And Lisa Leslie said, it's not complicated for me at all. Um, I just never seen him as being the kind of person that would do something violating to a woman or aggressive in that way. That's just not the person that I know. And so then Gail asked her if the charges were fair. And she said, considering he's no longer with us and that it was resolved. Um, oh, no, she's this is Lisa Leslie saying it. Yeah. Um, since it was resolved and, you know, it's not a thing. Is it really part of his history? Um, and based oh, I'm sorry, this is Gail King asking Lisa Leslie that. Yeah. And then she's like, the media should be more respectful at this time. And it's not something we should hang over his legacy. Look. I think that it's very much a part of his story because it happened in front of our eyes. Yeah, it affected the game at the time. You know what I mean? He couldn't. He was going to Colorado for court and then flying back out for games. You know what I mean? Like it was a very real thing. Um, it led to him saying some things 
about other players. You know, so it was it was a complicated thing at the time. You know, I, I don't think that we can talk about the entire Kobe Bryant story without talking about that. I understand also people saying, hey, he just passed away. This is not something that should happen right now because people can go too far with things. Um, so, so far, um, that part of it, what are you thinking? Uh, I, I mean, overall, you know, everything he's done is fair game. I mean, he's not mm-hmm. the first celebrity, and I, I don't think we should treat it as that he's the only person that should get a pass, you know, because, yes, he was beloved by a lot, but, hey, so was Michael Jackson. Okay. And people, as soon as he died, people shred him apart and, you know, this and this and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, obviously they're two different people, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying, like, you know, the, the same shit happened to Mike. You know, it, it's going to happen to Kobe, too. And I'm saying, like, it sucks that it's happening, but it's just something that, as people, we have to. We can't just let shit gloss over because he was our favorite player or because he put out some of the dopest sneakers or, you know, whatever. Like, we can't just let shit slide. Like, you know, I hear at, at the end of the day, I, I mean, like you said perfectly, it's it's you can't talk about one without the other. Mm-hmm. Like, unfortunately, it's going to come up and it's something that people have to consider. Like, OK. And to quote you, actually, and I mean, obviously, it's two different kind of things, but it's just kind of like what you said was like, if you're accused of like rape or sexual assault, like mm-hmm. I want nothing to do with you. And yeah. so I, I, I feel like well, what I said was, yeah, to be specific, I said, if I'm accused, if I'm accused of something like that, yeah, I don't want you jumping, like jumping the fence, telling everybody that, no, that's not Cam. Cam can't do that. That girl's lying. I don't want that. Yeah. I just, if you choose to be cool, be cool. If you choose not to, I definitely understand. But what I don't want you to do is to. Push the judgment so far one way or another in a situation you don't know. And and that's why I agree with you that we have to tell the whole story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and so, I mean, like, you know, whether or not it's going to tarnish his legacy, I, I really think that's that's up to people. Sure. Of the true Kobe Bryant fans. Like, you know, it's up to them. Do they still want to continue to rock with them and put up sad memes and shit and try and get pussy off of it? Or are they just going to quietly just put that number 8 and 24 jersey, you know, keep it in the closet and just, you know, leave it there like another half and kind of like the way WWE did with Chris Benoit. So if they love you, they'll continue to love you. Exactly. If they didn't, they won't. Yeah. That's what it is. So fast forward to Snoop Dogg. Gail King, you're out of pocket for that shit. (laughs) Way out of pocket. What do you gain from that? We expect more from you, Gail. Don't you hang out with Oprah? Why are y'all attacking us? We're your people. You ain't coming to Harvey Weinstein asking those dumbass questions. I'm sick of y'all. Uh, I want to call you one. Is it, okay, is it okay if I call you one? Funky dog head bitch. How dare you try and tarnish my homeboy's reputation, you punk motherfucker. Respect the family and back off, bitch, before we come get you. Eef. Now, there are a lot of problems with that. A lot of problems with that. Uh, threat a threat in there first. <laughs> like, I understand that Snoop specifically has a relationship with Kobe Bryant, the Los Angeles Lakers, the city of L.A., California. Uh, you know, hip hop culture, sports culture as a whole. I totally get that. Yeah. However, um, 
you know, Snoop Dogg has both the power and pull to come at Harvey Weinstein if he wants. You know, Snoop could be out here searching for the real <laughs> the real rapist if he wanted to. You know, um, and I understand he's not a journalist. Yeah, I say it's really not his job either. But but you're sure. right, he does. Yeah, it's, and, and I think that's my my point. Yeah, it's not his job, but it's literally her job. <laughs> yeah, she's literally doing the journalistic part of journalism, covering both sides of a story. Right, like, and you also have to understand, journalists don't work like independently. She's a CBS This Morning host. She has bosses who tell her what to talk about, who to interview, and what's important at the time. Like, that's literally what she does, right? So, like, and this is a problem we experience a lot. Yeah. We come at the players, not the coaches. Like, we come at the talent, not the management. You know what I mean? Like, I I guess with that, I definitely see what you're saying. But, I mean, obviously, Gail King, she has enough power and pull herself. Why? What do you mean why? She works for CBS this morning. She doesn't work for Gail King Live. Yeah, no, I understand. But because of who she is, Mm -hmm. obviously, like, you know, it's kind of like, okay, like with Kobe. He didn't write the checks to pay himself. Somebody okay. paid him. However, he ran that organization. Let's be real. Okay. Kobe ran but the organization. Kobe, the Kobe he, thing he got, is an individual he got, action. He got Phil Jackson fired. Let's okay. be real. But the okay. Kobe thing is an yeah. individual He got action. Shaq traded. Let's be real. Okay. But that has nothing to do with that hotel room. No, no. I, no, I understand. Yeah. No, I understand. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just in general about the fact that, you know, even though he worked for the Lakers, mm-hmm. he had a lot of tremendous pull and, you know, stuff. But I'm saying okay. with her – I, I guess at the same time, like if she knew, like I, you know, in, in a way, it's kind of like Gail King knew these kind of questions were to, were to have to be asked. But mm-hmm. I guess with her, it's kind of like, why didn't she? I guess maybe turn turn that down and say, you know what, why, maybe, why maybe not right you? now. But why would why would you? Because I, because, I, I like, because the reaction right now, that's but, why. But, but no, no, no. But again, Gail King is still a journalist. I think yeah. that I think one thing that journalists have to be is fearless. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, she's getting death threats. She's not having security, having to walk. And like, like I said, you know, yeah. like I don't think she really understood. I'll agree how, that. how much motherfuckers love yeah, Kobe like, Bryant. Are you aware to the extent of which niggas love Kobe? That, yeah, I agree that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. the Boondocks, the R. Yeah. Kelly. Yeah, that's the same. Like, yeah, I don't think she was fully aware. Of she watched the. the she, yeah. she interviewed R. Kelly, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like um, exactly, and people can't, you know. Yeah. They still came at her neck for R. Kelly and you know, still because there are people that still defend R. Kelly because like they're gonna rock them no matter what and say, fuck it, you know, whatever it is, what it is. But and the same thing with Kobe. Like, you know, obviously with Kobe, like you said, he really meant a lot to a lot of dudes growing up. Mm-hmm. Like he meant a lot. He was I guess he, he was almost kinda like in a, in a way, um, even the, you know, kind of but not really, but like a father figure to a lot of guys. Absolutely. You know, absolutely because of the way his you know, go, you know, don't take shit from nobody, mm-hmm. you know, go get her kind of mentality, work fearless. ethic. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. And I, I'm just saying, like, you know, maybe she should have just said, hey, you know what? Let's either postpone this interview or, you know what? I, I just don't want to touch this shit. Snoop Dogg is 48 years old. Yeah. He has to know better. Um, you can't threaten people like this. Snoop Dogg's probably smoked away half his brain cells. Like, he don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you gotta. But so, I mean, like I said, still a good dude and everything. But you know, yeah, that's he's he was out of pocket for that shit. Yeah, somebody who's openly questioned Oprah and her motives. I wouldn't say that about Oprah. <laughs> like I wouldn't. Like it's like dog. Like at at some point, it, whether you whether or not you feel like they're approaching the thing 
the way you want them to. Yeah. Like, these are still, like, grown black women. Like, you gotta... Yeah, so, we'll see how that plays out. I expect him to eventually walk some of that stuff back. Um, Who's we'll see. Yeah, I, I do. I don't because think Because he's will. done it before. Oh. Um, I don't think he will this time. Yeah. Ugh. We're, we're going to come get you. Like, dog, You what are you talking about? Like, that's ridiculous. Uh, and again, Gail didn't tell one lie. Like, she didn't say Kobe did a, a thing. She merely said, do, do the accusations tarnish his legacy? Is literally yeah. what she said. Yeah. And I mean, there's not, yeah, it, it's fair enough. Mm-hmm. That, that's a fair question. Now. But I mean, like I said, I think it's just up to the individual person of his fans to decide that for themselves. Agreed. And with those individual fans, nobody should try to, like, snuff Gail King. No, absolutely not. No, <laughs> don't don't be stupid, guys. Yeah, man. All right, so even though I think we absolutely shouldn't snuff Gail, we maybe should have words for Billie Eilish. Yeah. You know why this upset me, like, specifically? Why's that? I kind of like the kid. Like, I've honestly never heard her music. You, you wouldn't, because what, what would you hear it on? You know what I mean? The yeah. only reason I ever heard her music is uh-huh. because um, her song, See Me in a Crown, was on uh, WWE pay-per-view one time. It was on an NXT show. That was a theme song. Okay. So I was like, oh, this shit rocks. It's like, okay, you know, she makes kind of alt-pop, a little bit darker music. Oh, really? God. Yeah. Well-written, sounds good. I was like, yeah. Well, Peanut, again, you only listen to satellite radio. So you can't just dismiss people's music. No, it's not that, but like, you <laughs> know, that. I'm just, the whole but, but I'll out-pop, say this. depressing bullshit, fuck As that, you, get out of here. And that's the issue. Yep. So, she's, um, you know, I think there was some backlash on some of her music about like, you writing about depression, and you writing about like, you know, people taking drugs, and you drinking Coca-Cola. Like, this ain't your life. And so, like, why are you lying on wax, basically? Yeah. Which, you know, artists deal with from time to time. Um, you know, the reality being questioned. Now, she could have just said, like, hey, you know, um, I think that music is art and open to interpretation. And we're going to say things that aren't necessarily our lives, but the things going on around us. Right. Yeah, true. That's a, that would have been a fair statement. Yeah. Well, what did she say? She said basically that. I'll tell you exactly oh, what yeah. she said. Yeah. There's Quote a difference it. between lying in a song and writing a story. There are tons of songs where people are just lying. There's a lot of that in rap right now from people that I know who rap. It's like, I got my AK-47 and I'm fucking. And I'm like, what? You don't have a gun. And all my bitches. I'm like, what? Which bitches? That's posturing. And that's what I'm doing. For the record, she probably doesn't really know some of these people inside out because whether or not they may not have guns, they all got bitches. Let's be real. She comes from money, so she's yeah. probably been around a lot of rappers since she was young. You know what I mean? Like, so she's probably like been the kid in the studio while somebody was rapping about stuff that they're doing when they're in there by themselves. Yeah, with lyrics in their trapper keeper. So sure, right? But being eighteen years old, you got to understand like your fallback as a white pop artist can't be what rappers are doing. Yeah, because you don't come from that. like you don't come from that. You don't come from the desire to want to be that. And there's nobody you ever have to answer to about what you're doing. Like, you don't have to worry about going to the wrong hood about your lyrics. Like, you don't have to worry about whoever's extorting you on this side out of money, making sure that what you're doing is real. Like, you not Takashi. 
And it's not me giving Takashi no bail, but you never going to be in a position where you got to keep it so real that people are questioning you about what you do. Yeah. Miley Cyrus, who only was relevant in music because she went the rap route because Mike Will gave her a bunch of beats and had her hot out here, flipped around like, oh, I don't want to do rap no more because it's all about bitches and hoes and drugs and violence and i don't want no part of that and as soon as you got cold again you went right back to that shit yep i mean what else can we really say about that i think that there's a lot of people who don't see hip-hop as real music and so that's their default to go to whenever things are going wrong for them like they want to blame what black people are doing but shit they got going on i mean she just got Couple Grammys, like what, three, five Grammys yeah, or something? Yeah, she makes she, good music. She needs, is the just, she needs to just sit down and shut the fuck up and be glad that she got those Grammys. Like your criticism shouldn't latch on to something somebody else is doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like, mean, yeah, it's like you know, she should be just happy, sit down, have a coke, shut the fuck up, and just <laughs> be like, coke and smile. Yeah, exactly, right. and, and you know, just kind of sit there and be like, okay, I'm just, I'm just uh, Taylor Swift with black nail polish. That's all I am. So what you're saying is. She needs to respect the amount of security and privacy that she has and not worry about the next man, right? Yep. That and she needs to count her blessings, too, because she's definitely being oversaturated like the way Taylor Swift was, you know, with the Grammys and shit and just getting winning left and right for just bullshit. You know who else gets to kind of sit back and just enjoy the moment? Who's that? U.S. Customs and Border Protection. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. So as of January the 31st. They're considered a security agency. And so that allows them to shield information about personnel from the public. How do you interpret this? I interpret it as that, you know what? They're trying to cover the tracks of everything going on with them kids in them cages. Mm -hmm. And everything that people have been saying with the pictures that we have evidence. My, My aunt that... Don't put it out there like that. Be careful. No, no, I'm not saying her name, but I'm saying like my aunt that we really don't rock with. She's been to one of those sites like like she does a lot of shit for the Democratic Party, but she's been to one of those sites. Okay. And she's taking pictures and she's she's seen it herself. Mm -hmm. These kids like in fucking cages, like you see uh, dogs at at, uh, animal care services in San Antonio, just all you know together and shit. Like, you know, like it, like she's like, uh, the way she's, uh, it's just kind of like, if you look at it, like it literally looks like you're about to adopt a dog or something like these sites. I I really think all the heat that's been coming up, they're taking flack for it. Now they're trying to cover their tracks. And it's pretty funny because coming from the, the party where they're against, you know, they want small government, this and this. You know what's that's not exactly a small government you know move. It's, you know it's actually really small because it has no um no actual uh mass. What's that? A shadow. And they want a shadow government like a motherfucker. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's just crazy. Like, you know, it's just ironic that as much as they bitch complain about wanting small government, and here's this government taking a step to making creating a big government and letting pretty much saying border patrol, like, hey, you don't gotta answer to shit. You don't have to like, you know, do this and this, whatever, which is fucking gross considering everything that we know that's going on. That, you know, that we know people who've personally been to these places, you know, who have taken photos and, you know, just like shit we've seen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, like I said, it's just very gross. And it's just even grosser that 
there are people that are defending it because then I understand they don't want to fuck up the bag mm-hmm. because, you know, their spouse is doing this shit. They're not trying to fuck up their, their comfortability at home, like, you know, living really comfortable. So I dig it. Yeah. yeah. But it, I, I it's mean, still gross. Yeah, it is scary. Um, the fact that, you know, we already have so little information yeah. about what's going on there from them. Now we get um, shit. Yeah, we had to have like, you know, AOC had to go out there and see what was popping. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we had to have like journalists go out there and take pictures and, you know, stuff gets pushed by the wayside. But yeah. now the fact that they're going to be able to kind of move, you know, without having the checks and balances that they've had, without having everybody having direct access to them. That is scary. Yeah, so yeah, we'll see what uh, comes of it. Um, it's like I've always said, um, our president, his supporters, they really want, I really think our president, his supporters are very jealous of North Korea. Because the, the outfits? No, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just the country in general, because like, you know, they don't have to share shit. Mm-hmm. And they're doing all kind of fucked up shit over there that we that we know. And I think secretly deep down, like our president and his supporters, they secretly want America to be like North Korea, where they can just get away with just some like, you know, janky ass shit like that. And, you know, like I said, like I said, it's scary times. It's uh, it's pretty terrible. It's it's not a good it's not a good look. What we're not going to do is end the show on a sad note. Exactly. We're going to take a short break, guys, because I need to show Peanut the Fast 9 trailer. And I need a White Claw. (laughs) South Congress and the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast have two online stores to buy shirts, hoodies, stickers, mugs, notebooks, and more. Visit redbubble.com and tpublic.com and search Seahawk to see all of the merchandise. We run specials every few weeks, so join the South Congress and East Coast cast Facebook fan pages for all the details on our online specials and promotions. Peter, so what did you just see? <laughs> Saw a bullshit ass trailer. <laughs> Is that not the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen in your life? Biggest piece of trash ever. <laughs> I don't I don't know where to begin. I'll say this. If you actually want to watch that movie, either you're not getting pussy or you have terrible pussy in your life. Why is it always about sex? Because it is. A lot of that transitions to everything, connects to everything. Sex determines so, a lot of things you do. I don't even know where to begin. So, okay. So <laughs> Vin Diesel has a brother they haven't talked about for 10 movies right so that's uh, wait, no, 9 movies uh, because it was the 8 movies and then Hobbs and Shaw but they haven't talked about him having a brother Jacob ever right um, what else happened uh, Han who was who died in Tokyo Drift <laughs> that's right yeah it's Tokyo. who died in Tokyo Drift and the so car that was, blew up that was technically in the third movie uh, is back unscathed. Um, they got a truck flipped over with like eight different trucks on the back, and they moved out the way of that. John Cena and Vin Diesel just fell at least six stories fighting each other in the air, untouched. The car, so the car went off the cliff. And they had the car do a slingshot because they tied it to a rope and they swung it around an island with the with the the hover jet in the. They clearly de- uh, never took a physics class. I, I don't know. I have. I, I, I haven't seen Fast Eight or Hobbs and Shaw, and this is kind of why. Like it's just got too far. Like it's just stupid. This is the thing is like you know <clears throat> me. I love superhero movies, right? Yeah. The crux of them is 
special powers, whether it's magic or science or technology, all these things have created a situation where these people are denying physics or like going past physics or exceeding physics or, you know, like even if it's not real, there at least is some kind of explanation on why these people can do the things they can do. Yeah. What the fuck? I'm more mad that John Cena wants to be The Rock so bad. Why, wouldn't you want to be The Rock? You would know you would just retire and stay home? Here's the thing. And before it, you say it, it, It's okay to do it yeah, okay. if you're actually good enough to do it. I'm sorry, but this is what I'm going to say. And I'm going to say this. No one can ever change my opinion. Okay. John Cena is the most mid-person... <laughs> To ever be pushed to the forefront ever in history. He's one he's up there with Bean Mid, like with Taylor Swift and okay. all these motherfuckers like that. Like, you know, he was mid in wrestling. He's mid in movies. Like, the dude really wants to be the fucking rock. And it's like, you know what? Just Just what? If okay. You know what? You're you're a good looking white guy with muscles. Do a fucking podcast. Get 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 a take all that from, from Joe uh, Joe Rogan, all those guys. Just do a fucking podcast. If they offered you a head coaching job at a high school right now, you wouldn't take it. Yes, but I can actually coach. There's a difference. But I, I actually know what I'm you, doing. But you've never done it. No, I've never done it. There's nothing that suggests I coach. but there's nothing that suggests you're qualified to be a high school head coach. Oh, as absolutely. good as you may be at what you do, yeah. nothing on your resume says this is the guy for the high school job. Just but, my, my years of experience. But if they offered it to you, you'd take it. Uh, well, I guess it really depends on what it is. If it's Austin Eastside Memorial, fuck no. Oh, so you'd only take the good job. I would take a decent job that's not going to kill my career. <laughs> well, listen, no. Exactly. This, this might. This might okay, okay, so here's the thing. Yeah. Okay, so even though this movie is going to be bad. It's not a bad career move. It's not a bad career move for anybody it's involved. The because, career move. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's gonna make money, even though it's be a terrible fucking movie. Mm. But it's the move. But a certain kind of people rush out to these fucking Fast and the Furious movies. Like they're just like, oh my goodness, like you know, I, I gotta see fast cars. And I'm, I'm gonna go get my fucking Mustang with a stock engine, and I'm gonna fucking uh, peel out, burn out in the movie parking lot. That, that's what we're gonna see. We're going to see that. We're going to see asshole teenagers with their fucking uh, Cracker Jacks boxcars and shit. They finally brought back Lucas. Because they are. So I'm yeah. kind of excited about that. Um, Bow Wow will be nowhere near this movie. Um, if so, I happen to watch, it's definitely getting streamed. I ain't paying for this shit. <laughs> All right. So um, last little wrinkle that we have. Yeah. Um, as you guys know, again, our 100th episode is coming up. Um, one thing we would like to do, if at all possible, is to get you guys' voices on that show. How do we do that? You guys call in and leave a message to the South Congress voicemail line. That's 737-241-8511. Oh. Again, 737-241-8511. You can call in and say congrats. You can call in and tell us what you like about the show. You can call in and tell us what you don't like about the show. Maybe some good moments that you have with the show. Um, leave you, it, and you, it's good. You can call in and say you want to pay Cameron to pull his meat out at the 100th episode. That'll work. You, we're, we're, we're setting up a PayPal OnlyFans or whatever for that shit. Again, guys, the South Congress voicemail line, 737-241-8511. And one more reminder, South Congress number 100 
live from the Texas Toy Museum, downtown Austin, Texas, Saturday, February 22nd, 8 p.m. to midnight. Come out and celebrate with the crew. Ladies, bring out all your friends. <laughs> Guys, remember, four stars is like five stars is love. It's the South Congress Podcast, episode 99. My name is Cameron. And I'm Peanut. And we're out. Bye. Is this White Claw's good? Want to support the show? Want a specific topic, comic, show, or movie discuss? Supporting the South Congress podcast on Patreon allows you to dictate the conversation. Visit patreon.com slash Seahawk for details on how you can support and guide the show.